Blessings, blessings. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Fernando and your host. Let's go ahead and enjoy the rest of this song for a minute. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful lyrics. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before, O my soul. Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship Your holy name. Blessed His holy Like never before, O oh my soul, worship his holy name. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Good morning. Let us go ahead and open our study today with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Today's scripture is Psalm 31, 23, it says, O Lord, O love the Lord, you his saints. For the Lord preserves the faithful and plentiful, rewarded the proud doer. Again, O love the Lord, all you his saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentiful, rewarded the proud doer. 
In Psalms 34, 9 and 10 says, O fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yeah, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. One more time. Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in in the prosperity of his servant. Psalm 36, 7 and 8. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the rivers of thy pleasure. Psalms 37.3 Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Psalms 37.18 and 19 The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. Psalm 66, 12, Thou hast cast men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. Psalms 23, 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalms 13, 6, I will sing unto the Lord, because he has dealt bountifully with me. Psalms 1 Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. Job twenty-two twenty-five. Yeah, the Almighty shall be thy defense, and thou shalt have plenty of silver. The Almighty shall be your defense, and you shall have plenty of silver. Nehemiah 2.20 then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore we, his servants, will arise and build. But you have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. Second Chronicles 26.5 And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper.
Joshua 1.8 This book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do or go according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance and give you peace. Establish you in every way and smile on you and give you grace, favor and grace, mercy and kindness as you go out through this day. May the blessings of the Lord be evident to all. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name, be blessed. Greetings. Welcome to today's reading of Limitless Love. You're not ready for the woodpile by Gloria Copeland. Our scripture is John 15, 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. John 15, 6. What do you think this means? Well, we've been given some hints already. It says you're not ready for the woodpile to be burned, are you? You're here with me. I am blessing you. You're blessing me. We're collectively, we are making a roaring fire. We're in it, and Jesus has given us the victory to win it. The battle has been fixed, guys. The game has been fixed. We win. We are victorious in Christ Jesus. Here we go. Gloria goes on to say that because our daily communion with the Lord is what keeps us abiding in Him and bearing the fruit of love, the devil works ceaselessly to hinder it. He pressures us with busy schedules and tries to convince us we just don't have time to fellowship with God. When we do sit down to read the word and pray, he endeavors to distract us with thoughts of other things and interrupts of every sort, interruptions. If we yield to these pressures and miss out on time of prayer, the devil heaps condemnation on us. He makes us reluctantly to draw near to the Lord again by convincing us that God is mad at us for neglecting him. Instead of taking the first opportunity and jumping back into communion with God, we drag our feet, <clears throat> thinking He is going to punish and criticize us for the times of fellowship we miss. The devil may even misquote Scripture and say that God is fed up with, all, with our failures and ready to cast us into the fire. 
he'll tell us God has thrown us into the woodpile. Don't listen to lies like that. God isn't mad at you when you miss your time of fellowship with him. He doesn't want to punish you. He loves you. He is eagerly waiting for you to draw near to him. And the moment you do, he will draw near to you. He will speak to you and help you and bless you because that's what he wants to do. That's the whole reason for commands you to abide in him. It's only through the union he can get to you. Again, that's the whole reason he commands you to abide in him. It's only through that union he can get to you the grace and strength you need to live in victory. He is the vine and you are the branch. If the branch removes itself from the vine, it will wither. Not because the branches manage you, but because without living contact between them, the vine cannot do for the branch what it is supposed to do. What's more, that scripture doesn't say that the vines gather wither branches and burns them. It says that men do. When we stop spending time with the Lord, we get burned by the natural circumstances of life. When trouble comes, we don't have the divine life flowing through us that we need to overcome it. If we haven't been abiding in the Lord, we don't have our fate ready. We don't have the fruit of the Spirit flowing out of us and the wisdom of God operating in us to enable us to handle the situation. So don't let the devil trick you into getting yourself into that condition. Don't let him distract you and deprive you of your communion with the Lord. Don't ever let him condemn you and convince you that God has thrown you in the woodpile and doesn't want fellowship with you. He loves you. I love you. Resist those lies and realize it's the devil, not the Lord, who is wanting you to get burned up. The Word of the Lord, Limitless Love by Gloria Copeland. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Greetings, welcome to today's Faith to Faith, Kenny Copeland, October 19th. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading. We ask you to open our minds, our souls, and give us your truth, Lord. Amen. Kenny Copeland says, don't let division stunt your growth. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 and 3 says... And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able, for you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 and 3. One, two, and three. 
Envy, strife, and divisions has reduced the early Corinthian Christians back to the natural or carnal state that they were in before they were born again. It has so stunned their spiritual growth that they couldn't understand the things the Apostle Paul wanted them to teach them. Satan has sent the same spirit of division among us today. He knows that a house divided against itself will fall. He also knows if we all come together in the unity of our faith, we'll arrive at the full stature of Christ Jesus, Ephesians 4.13. So he has assigned a spirit of division to operate in our personal lives, our church lives, our social lives, and our family lives. His goal is the same as it was in Corinth to bring envy, strife, and division, and to stunt our spiritual growth. But we don't have to yield to that spirit. Instead, Paul says, By speaking the truth in love, we may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Ephesians 4.15 Compare speaking the truth in love to envying, strife, and divisions. <clears throat> Diametrical opposites, aren't they? You can't do both of them. At the same time, as you speak the truth in love, you grow up. As you envy, fuss, and separate from one another, you go back to babyhood. Don't let Satan stop you, your spiritual growth, by giving in to the spirit of division, by speaking the truth in love, and grow up into him in all things. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Speak it. Speak the truth like a child does. It'll stunt the enemy. Faith a fe, now in Spanish. No deje que la contienda impide ya su crecimiento. Kenny Copeland. De manera que yo, hermanos, no pude hablarlos como a espirituales, sino como a carnales, como a niños en Cristo. Os di a beber leche y no con carne, porque aún no eres capaces Ni sos capaces todavía porque sin tan carnales. Pues, habiendo entre ustedes celos, enojo y descensiones. Primero Corintios 3, 1, 2 y 3. Los celos, las contiendas y las descensiones habían hecho a los cristianos de Corintio volver al estado natural o carnal, en que estaban antes de haber nacido de nuevo. Esto había impedido el crecimiento espiritual de tal forma que no podían entender lo que el apóstol Pablo quería enseñarles. Satanás ha enviado el mismo espíritu de disensión entre nosotros hoy, porque sabe que una casa dividida contra sí no permanecerá. También sabe que si todos Nos unimos a, en fe, llegaremos a la estatura de la plenitud de Cristo Jesús, Efesios 4 y 13. Por ese motivo, Él ha encargado a un espíritu de contienda que opere en nuestras vidas personal, en la vida de nuestras iglesias, en nuestra vida social y en nuestros hogares. El enemigo se propone hacer lo mismo que hizo en Corinto, despertar. Dar celos, contiendas y descensiones para impedir nuestro crecimiento espiritual. 
Pero no debemos permitir que ese espíritu nos gobierna. Al contrario, dice Pablo, sino que siguiendo la verdad en amor, crecemos en todo en aquel que es la cabeza. Esto es Cristo. Ephesians 4.15 Compare las siguientes frases. Siguiendo la verdad en amor, con celos, contiendas y descensiones diametralmente opuestas. No, es así. Usted no puede hacer ambas cosas a la vez. Hablar la verdad en amor le hará crecer, pero pelear, tener envidia y apartarse le hará volver a la inmadurez. No obedezca al espíritu de contienda para que Satanás no pueda impedir su crecimiento espiritual. Mejor Hable la verdad en amor y crezca en todo en aquel que es la cabeza. Esto es Cristo. No obedezca al espíritu de contienda para que Satanás no pueda impedir su crecimiento espiritual. Mejor hable la verdad en amor y crezca en todo en aquel que es la cabeza. Esto es Cristo. Amén. Uh. Hablen en amor la verdad que dice la Escritura. Si algo le molesta mucho, hay que ponerlo en papel, dárselo a Dios y poner que es la verdad, la verdad en Cristo Jesús. Tenemos que tener victoria sobre esto, familia, y crecer. Amén. Pasen buen día y gracias a Dios por nuestra salvación. Amén. I only had an hour. More Real Stories for the Soul by Robert J. Morgan. Episode 58. All I needed was a little peace and quiet, just an hour or so. Just a cup of coffee and time to think and quiet spot. The fuss and flutter of the holidays had upset my schedule and most of my tasks remained undone. The Christmas cards weren't in the mail. The gifts were unwrapped, most of them unpurchased, and holiday preparations at church were percolating. Only careful disciplined planning, I reasoned, would enable me to survive the season. So I chose a little cafe that served European pastries and a variety of coffees. Its atmosphere was quiet with soft classical Christmas music in the background. Patrons sat at bistro tables, reading novels or working on crossword puzzles. Here, I thought, I can spread out my calendar, make my to-do list, sip my coffee, and schedule the milliseconds between now and December 25th. I only had an hour. But I soon, sooner entered, but I no sooner entered the cafe than I heard a familiar voice. An old friend, Dan Cronk, having a little to do that morning, had decided to enjoy a pot of tea and a basket of breads. There he stood, tray in hand, looking wistfully delighted to see me and obviously hoping I invite him to sit down. I didn't want him to join me, for he was a talker, able to rattle away for hours on hypothetical abstractions from his brilliant but rambling mind. 
There he stood, nonetheless. Well, hello, Dan, I said with a broad smile. I didn't expect to see you here. Didn't have much going on this morning, and I thought a pot of tea would cheer me up, meeting someone. Well, no, I actually am not. Er, want to join me? Sure. And down he sat. For the next hour, I sat there, head nodding and stomach nodding. <laughs> Listen to him pour forth. My planning calendar rested unopened on the table, and my blood pressure slowly increasing in steady increments. I silently cursed the impulse that had chosen that particular cafe on that particular day, on that particular hour. The hour passed, and I cleared my throat. Well, Dan, it's been wonderful seeing you again. I have to go now, but I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. He looked deeply into my eyes, and I noticed for the first time that his were soft, tender, vulnerable. He smiled and reached his hands across the little table and laid it atop of mine. I'm so glad we ran into each other today, he said quietly. Thanks for taking the time for an old man. I was feeling pretty blue this morning, and I guess I just needed a friend, you know. Sitting here with you has felt like, well, it's been like pulling up to a blazing fire on a cold night. I feel so, so warm now. Thanks for letting me join you. That incident took place years ago, and Dan, Dan is now in heaven. But I thought of his words many times since. They were so simple, yet the more I move over them, the more profound they seem. I'm always tempted to allow the holiday to deteriorate into nothing more than jingle bells and jangle nerves. Dan reminded me that Christmas isn't decorations, deadlines, and dashing through the snow. It's a time for giving ourselves, especially our time, to someone with greater needs than our own. And we do it in honor of the baby who did the same for us, the one called Emmanuel, which means God with us, Matthew 1.23. Time for friends and fellowship in Jesus' name. It's like pulling up to a blazing fire on a cold and lonely night. Our next story is story number 59 called Tears. In Lou Holt's second season as head football coach of the Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish experienced a humiliating loss against Texas A&M in the Cotton Bowl. Holtz slunk into the locker room shaking and depressed, but his blood pressure rose as he noticed that most of his players didn't seem very distraught. The only exception was a second-string sub named Chris Zorick, who was sitting in front of his locker sobbing. Holtz decided just then that next year's team would be composed of players who love football as much as Zorich. The next season, this young man went from Zub to starter to team captain and helped the Fighting Irish win a national championship. Chris Solrich had won the spot on the starting team because of his tears. For some things are worth crying over with. A tear, said Bible teacher Mr. R. D. Han, is a distillation of the soul. It is the deepest longing of the human heart in chemical solution. Charles Spurgeon called tears the diamonds of heaven. The late Golda Meir, prime minister of Israel, said, Those who don't know how to weep with their whole heart don't know how to laugh 
either. Greg Leboy, writing in Psychology Today, reports that crying can actually remove chemicals that build up during emotional stress. According to Leboy, the amount of magnesium stored in the body affects our moods and the body stores 30 times as much magnesium in tears as in blood serum. Biochemist William Frey says that the lacrimal gland, which determines the flow of tears, concentrates and removes manganese from the body. Frey has also identified three chemicals stored up by stress and released by crime. During their years as medical missionaries to China, Dr. and Mrs. L. Nelson Bell faced many challenges, including civil war, bandits, and Japanese occupation. But none was so difficult as the death of their infant son, Little Nelson Bell Jr. In a letter dated 1925, Dr. Bell wrote, Virginia and I realized that he was going and we were with him alone when the end came. It was so sweet and so peaceful, no struggle and no evidence of pain, just quietly leaving us and going back to him. His going has left an ache in our hearts and and our arms feel very empty. But all oh, the joys of knowing he is safe. It has drawn but us closer to him and given us a new tie and joy to look forward to in heaven. We would not have him back for we know it was his will that he should go. Virginia expressed my feelings exactly as we were leaving the little cemetery owned by the hospital whom she said, I have a song in my heart, but it's hard to keep the tears from my eyes. Ellen Emery, successful business leader, has devoted much of his time to providing leadership to many Christian organizations. He is highly respected as a shrewd yet kind man, credit his father. Ellen recalls taking an extended train trip as a young sir One morning in the dining car, he heard his father, an important businessman, comment that the porter seemed to be in pain and walked with a limp. The poor man, it turned out, was suffering from an infected, ingrown toenail. Later in the morning, Alan was surprised to see the porter coming from his parents' sleeping car. There was a distressed look on his face, and as he passed by, big tears fell from his eyes and cascade down his cheeks. Going into the men's lounge, the man put his hand over his face and cried. Alan sat down on the bench beside him and at length asked, Are you crying because you are, your toe hurts? No, said the man. It was because of your daddy. With great concern, Alan pressed for the story. His parents had returned from breakfast and immediately approached the porter asking about his toe. Mr. Emery explained that he wasn't a doctor, but he might be able to help him. He removed the man's shoe and sock and carefully lanced the infected toe, cleaned it, and carefully bandaged it. It doesn't hurt at all now, said the porter through his tears. It feels fine. Then why are you crying? Well, while he was dressing my toe, your daddy asked me if I loved the Lord Jesus. I told him my mother did, but that I did not believe as she did. Then he told me that Jesus loved me and had died for me. 
As I saw your daddy carefully bandaging my toe, I saw a love that was Jesus' love, and I knew I could believe it. We got down on our knees and we prayed, and now I know that I am important to Jesus and that he loves me. With that, the porter burst into tears again. When his sobs subsided, he looked over at Ellen and said, You know, boy, kindness can make you cry. Have your eyes watered with tears recently? Somehow, in God's grace, it's all right. Somehow, in his sight, your tears are precious. Welcome to today's Al-Anon meeting. My name is Fernando, your secretary. Let us go ahead and open with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Reading from one day at a time in Al-Anon, it says, in the great Spanish classic, Don Quixote, the author tells about a bemused hero who goes forth to the, right the world's wrongs. Among his adventures, he had an encounter with some windmills that he imagines to be menacing giants. He fights them with his rusty sword until he falls exhausted. Don't we too often wear ourselves out tilling at windmills Using our heavy artillery of anger and worry over thriftling annoyances that aren't worth all the futile struggle. Today's reminder, do I waste my time and energy fighting situations that are actually not worth a second thought? I will not allow my imagination to build small troubles into big ones. I will try to see each situation clearly and give it only the value and attention it deserves. This is the sainty to which I want to be restored, as the second step suggests. God grant me the sense of proportion to judge the difference between an incident and a crisis. Again, do I waste my time and energy fighting situations that are actually not worth a second thought? I will not allow my imagination to build small troubles into big ones. I will try to see each situation clearly and give it only the value and attention it deserves. This is the sanity to which I want to be restored, as the second step suggests. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, now we have the book, Courage to Change. It says, I had recently been reminded that I am not responsible for the workings of the entire universe. An unexpected transfer at my job sent me to a new city, and I had only one week to find a place for my family to live. After three unsuccessful days, I grew frantic. 
I had been in Al-Anon long enough to know that I needed a meeting. Listening to others share about taking care of our responsibilities and trusting a higher power with the rest. I was reminded that I could only do my best. I could do the footwork, but I couldn't force the old house to appear. I had to let go and let God. On the last day of my search, I found a wonderful place to live. Struggling and worrying didn't help me to solve my problem. Doing my part and trusting my higher power with the rest did. Today's reminder. What I can't do, my higher power can. When I let go and let God, I am free to take risks and to make mistakes. I know that I am powerless over many things today. I can take comfort in knowing that I don't have the power to ruin God's plans. Victor Hugo said, Have courage for the greatest sorrows of life and patience for the small ones. And when you have laboriously laboriously accomplish your daily tasks, go to sleep in peace. God is awake. Victor Hugo. One of the best readings I have best read. That was beautiful. Okay, our last book is Hope for Today, October 19. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your your stay, fully clothed and in your right mind. Okay, here we go. For me, giving and serving are selfish acts. Whenever I give, I get so much more in return. If I give 10 minutes of my time to listen to someone share what is going on in his or her life, I gain new perspective on my own situation. I gain an opportunity to grow and to add to my understanding of how the steps apply to my life. Just a few words of welcome to a newcomer can leave me feeling warm and uplifted for hours. In offering help, I have never felt taken advantage of or as if I did something I didn't really want to do. On the other hand, despite my growth in Elnan, sometimes I give for the wrong reasons. I need to distinguish between giving out of love and giving to please others in order to gain their attention or approval. It's a matter of motivation and degree. If I do something for the wrong reason, I or do it to the extent that it distracts me from my own recovery, then it's worth examining in step four and five. The more I give out of love, however, the more I get back. Imagine a lottery that pays off every time. I buy a ticket for a dollar and I get back five. So why shouldn't I buy a ticket when I know I'll win every time? Why wouldn't I buy a ticket? So it is with helping, serving, and carrying the message of recovery. When I do these things for the right reasons, it's my ticket to increase growth, self-esteem, and serenity. I always get much more than I give. I am guaranteed winner every time. Thought for the day. Serving Elanon allows me to take risks and grow at the same time. Most of all, I wanted to receive and keep recovery. What I found was the joy of giving it away beautiful beautiful readings have a great day oh let's pray let's pray out with the lord's prayer
Thank you for coming to today's meeting. Who drives the bus? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. Chapter 9 of John, King James Version. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither has this man sinned nor his parents, but the works of God shall be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world... I am the light of the world. When he has thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay, and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which were before had seen him, though he was blind, said, is not this he that sat, that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes open? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. Then said they unto him, where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his eyesight. He said unto them, He put clay upon my eyes, and I washed and do see. Therefore said unto some of them, of the Pharisees, this man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. They say unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him, that he hath opened thine eye? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind, and received his sight, until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we know not. Or who has opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age. Ask him. He shall speak for himself. These words spoke his parents, because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he would 
be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. Then again they called the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I know not. One thing I know, that where I was blind, now I see. Then said they unto him, What did he do to thee? How he opened thy eyes? He answered him, I have told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore would you hear it again? Will you also be his disciples? Then they revile him and say that thou art thy, his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Why, here it is a marvelous thing that you know not from whence he is, and yet he has opened thine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and does his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man was not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou was altogether born in sins, and thou dost teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? <clears throat> he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe in him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were blind with him heard these words, and said unto him, Are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now if you say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. Chapter 10 of John, The Good Shepherd. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that enter not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that enter in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and call his own sheep by name, and they leadeth them out. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spoke Jesus unto them, but they understood not that which things they were which he spoke unto them. And Jesus then he said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an heirling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, see the wolf coming. The wolf is coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. 
and the wolf catcheth them and scatter the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and I'm known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep and the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one foal and one shepherd. Therefore does my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man take it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father." There was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, He that has a, a devil and is mad, why hear you him? Others said, These are not words of him that has a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews around him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered him, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not, because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shared and shown you from my Father. For, for which of these works do you stone me? They answered, answered him, saying, The Jews, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? If I call them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say you of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemies, because I said I am the Son of God. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do... Thou, you believe me not, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me, and I am in him. Therefore they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hands, and went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John at first baptized, and there he abode. And many restored unto him and said, John didn't know miracle, but all things that John spoke of this man were true. And many believe in him there. Good morning, family. I got a song going through my head this morning. Let's go ahead and worship the Lord God. Let us give him praise and thanksgiving.
Let us bless the Lord as he deserves. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 For the Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord our God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy, O Lord God. O Lord God Almighty, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. Amen, amen. Lord God Almighty reign. Come on now, folks, help me. Hallelujah. Set it free. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty reign. Hallelujah. Holy. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy, holy, holy. You are holy, Lord. We praise you. We exalt you. We give you praise and thanksgiving, Lord. You are the Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy, Lord. Holy. For the Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. God Almighty. 
Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy. Holy. For you are God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for today. We give you the glory and the honor. Father, we give you praise and thanksgiving. Thank you for giving us this eternal day, Lord God. We acknowledge you as our Lord, our Savior, our King, our Master, our Friend, our Teacher, Lord, Master Jesus. Teach us today as we read your Holy Scriptures. Be a father unto us. Be a friend. Be a teacher. I thank you for your love and your concern for us, Lord. As we love you and we praise you, and we ask you to come into our presence, into our studies today, we ask in the name of your, your name we pray, in the name and the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. We are restored and made new in Jesus' name. Psalms 19, King James Version. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where the voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In him has he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoice it as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord 
is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yeah, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumption sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength, my Redeemer. Psalm 49. Hear this, all you people. Give ear, all you inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I will incline my ear to a parable. I will open my dark sayings upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil? When the iniquity of my heels shall come past me about. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother. None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their souls is precious, and it ceaseth forever that he should still live forever and not see corruption. For he sees that wise men die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, men bring in honor, abide it not. Nevertheless, men, man being in honor, abideth not. He is like the beast that perish. This their way is their folly, yet their posterity approve their sayings. Like sheep they are laid in the grave, death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. And their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he died, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he live, he bless his soul, and men will praise thee. When thou dost well to thyself, he shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like a beast that perisheth. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like a beast that perisheth.
He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. Psalm 79. O God, the heathen are come into thy inheritance. Thy holy temple have they defiled. They have laid Jerusalem on heaps. The dead bodies of thy servants have they given to the meat unto the falls of the heaven. The flesh of thy saints unto the beasts of the earth. Their blood have they shed like water round about Jerusalem. And there was none to bury them. We are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and derision to them that are round about us. How long, Lord, will thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? Pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee, and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. Oh, remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us. For we are brought very low. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is their God? Let him be known among the heathen in our sight by the ravaging of the blood of the servant which is shed. Let the sign of the prisoners come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die and render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom. Their reproach wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord. So we, thy people, and sheep of thy pasture will give thanks to thee forever. We will show forth thy praises to all generations. Psalm Hold not thy peace, O God of my praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are open against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They compassed me about with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. For my love they are my adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. And they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set thou a wicked man over him, and let Satan stand at his right hand. When he shall be judged, let him be condemned. Let his prayers become sin. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless, and his widow a wife. Let his children be continually vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also out of their desolated places. Let the extortioner catch all that he has, and let the stranger spoil his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy unto him, neither let there be any to favor his fatherless children. 
Let his posterity be cut off, and in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered with the Lord. Let not the sins of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth, because that he remember not to show mercy, for persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart. As he loved cursing, so let it come unto him. As he delighted not in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing, like as with his garment, so let it come unto his balls, like water, and like oil into his bones. Let it be unto him as the garment which covered him, and for a girdle wherewith he is girded continually. Let this be the reward of mine adversaries from the Lord, and of them that speaketh evil against my soul. But thou dost thou me, O God, the Lord, for thy namesake, because thy mercy is good, deliver thou me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like a shadow when it declined. I am tossed up and down as a locust. My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh faileth of fatness. I become also a reproach unto them. When they look upon me, they shake their heads. Help me, O Lord my God, O save me according to thy mercy, that they may know that this is thy hand, that thou, Lord, hast done it. Let them curse, but bless thou. When they arise, let them be ashamed, but let their servants rejoice. Let my adversary be clothed with shame, and let them cover themselves with their own confusion as with a mantle. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth, yea, I will praise him among the multitude. For he shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save him from them that condemn his soul. Psalm 139 O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou hast known my downsitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways, for there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid a hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the honorable ports of the sea, even then shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be a light upon me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shine it as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth very well. My substance was not hid from thee, when I was made in secret, and curiously rough in the lowest part of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, 
when I was yet there with none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count, <clears throat> count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, you bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thy enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee. I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Bienvenidos. Vamos a leer las escrituras, pero antes vamos a leer los principios de las reflexiones diarias de Alcohólico Anónimo. Por aquí, por este rumbo, encontré yo a Jesucristo, por gracias de Dios, 1982, por ahí. La corte me mandó Alcohólico Anónimo y después de nueve meses... Dios me encontró desamparado, borracho. Fundamento principal de AA, octubre 19. Gracias a Dios. Vamos a orar el Padre Nuestro, por favor. Padre Nuestro que estás en el cielo, santificado sea tu nombre. Véngase tu reino, hágase tu voluntad, aquí en la tierra como en el cielo. El pan nuestro de cada día, dándolos hoy. Y perdónanos de nuestros pecados, así como nosotros perdonamos a nuestros pecadores. Y no nos dejes caer entre malas tentaciones, mas líbranos de todo el mal. Amén. Porque tuyo es el reino, el poder y la gloria para siempre, siempre, Señor. Amén. Octubre 19. El principio de que no encontraremos una fortaleza duradera hasta que no hayamos admitido la derrota total es la raíz principal de la que ha brotado y florecido nuestra sociedad. Doce pasos y doce tradiciones, página 20, uno de los libros de Alcohólico Anónimo. Derrotado y sabiéndolo. Llegué a las puertas de doble A solo y temeroso de lo desconocido. Un poder ajeno me había levantado de la cama. Me había llevado a la guía del teléfono y luego a la parada del bus, el bus y por las puertas de alcohólicos anónimos. Una vez dentro de AA, experimenté una sensación de ser amado y aceptado, algo que no había sentido desde mi niñez, que nunca pierda la sensación de maravilla que experimenté esa primera noche en AA, el más grande evento de toda mi vida.
Amen. Amen. Vamos a leer Proverbios 19. Nos ayuda a hacer negocio con Dios, nosotros y el prójimo. Nos ayuda a tener valor. Proverbios 19. El sabio oye consejos. Más vale ser pobre y honrado que ser necio y tramposo. No es bueno actuar sin pensar. La prisa es madre del error. El tonto fracasa en todo y luego dice, Dios tiene la culpa. El rico tiene muchos amigos, el pobre no tiene ninguno. No hay testigo falso que salga bien librado. Todo mentiroso recibe su castigo. A los ricos les sobran amigos. Todo el mundo busca su amistad. Por los regalos que dan. Al pobre ni sus hermanos los quieren. Muchos menos lo buscan sus amigos cuando más los necesita. No están para ayudarlo. Si en verdad te aprecias, estudia. Bien harás en practicar lo aprendido. Si en verdad te aprecias, estudia. Bien harás en practicar lo aprendido. No hay testigo falso que salga bien librado. Todos los mentirosos serán destruidos. No hay nada más absurdo que un tonto viviendo entre lujos y un esclavo gobernando a reyes. Es de sabios tener paciencia y es más honroso perdonar la ofensa. Cuando el rey se enoja, grita como león furioso. Cuando el rey está contento, reanima como fresca lluvia. El hijo tonto arruina a su padre y la mujer peleona poco a poco arruina al marido. La casa y el dinero son regalos de los padres. La esposa inteligente es un regalo de Dios. Tanto duerme el perezoso que acaba pasando hambre. El que respeta una orden se respeta a sí mismo. El que deja de cumplirla dicta su sentencia de muerte. Préstale al pobre es como prestarle a Dios y Dios siempre paga sus deudas. Corrige a tu hijo antes de que sea muy tarde. No te hagas culpable de su muerte. Quien fácilmente se enoja sufrirá las consecuencias. No tiene caso calmarlo, pues se enciende más su enojo. El que oye consejo acepta que lo corrijan. Acabará siendo sabio. El hombre propone y Dios dispone. 
Todo el mundo quiere tener a alguien en quien confiar. Todo el mundo prefiere al pobre más que al mentiroso. Obedece a Dios y vivirás. Así dormirás tranquilo y no tendrás ningún temor. Obedece a Dios y vivirás. Así dormirás tranquilo y no tendrás ningún temor. Hay gente tan perezosa que hasta de comer se cansa. El tonto solo aprende a través del castigo. Al que es sabio le basta con solo ser reprendido. El tonto solo aprende a través del castigo. Al que es sabio le basta con solo ser reprendido. No hay hijo más malo que ni más sinvergüenza que el que roba a su padre y echa a la calle a su madre. Querido jovencito, si no aceptas la corrección, te apartarás de los sabios consejos. Un testigo malvado se burla de la justicia. Su alimento es la maldad. Pero el mal criado, el castigo para el tonto, los azotes. Para el mal criado, el castigo para el tonto, los azotes. Salmo 19. Creación y palabra. El cielo azul nos habla de la grandeza de Dios y de todo lo que ha hecho. Los días y las noches lo comentan entre sí. Aunque no hablan, ni dicen nada, ni se oyen un solo sonido, sus palabras recorren toda la tierra y llegan hasta el fin del mundo. En el cielo Dios ha puesto una casa para el sol, y sale el sol de su casa, feliz como un novio, alegre como un atleta, se dispone a recorrer su camino. Sale por un lado y se oculta por el otro, sin que nada ni nadie le se libra de su calor. La ley de Dios es perfecta y nos da nueva vida. Sus mandatos son dignos de confianza, pues dan sabiduría a los jóvenes. Las normas de Dios son rectas y alegran el corazón. Sus mandamientos son puros y nos dan sabiduría. La palabra de Dios es limpia y siempre se mantiene firme. La palabra de Dios es limpia y siempre se mantiene firme. Sus decisiones son al mismo tiempo verdaderas y justas. Yo prefiero sus decisiones más que montones de oro. Me endulzan la vida más que la miel del panal. Me sirven de advertencia. El prim 
premio, premio es grande si uno cumple con ellas. Nadie parece darse cuenta de los errores que comete. Perdóname, Dios mío, los pecados que cometo sin darme cuenta. Líbrame del orgullo, no dejes que me domine. Líbrame de la desobediencia para no pecar contra ti. Tú eres mi Dios y mi protector. Tú eres quien me defiende. Recibe pues con agrado lo que digo y lo que pienso. Salmo 49 No confíes en las riquezas. Escúcheme ustedes, pueblos que habitan este mundo, y ustedes gente pobre y humilde, y ustedes gente rica y poderosa, préstenme atención. No solo voy a hablarles como habla la gente sabia, sino que expresaré mis ideas con la mayor inteligencia. Voy a decirles una adivinanza y mientras toco el arpa, les diré de qué se trata. ¿Por qué voy a tener miedo cuando llegan los problemas? ¿Por qué voy a tener miedo cuando me atacan mis enemigos? No tengo por qué temerlos a esos ricos orgullosos que confían en sus riquezas, ninguno de ellos es capaz de salvar a otros. Ninguno de ellos tiene compra, comprada la vida. La vida tiene un premio, un precio muy alto. Ningún dinero la puede comprar. No hay quien viva para siempre y nunca llegue a morir. Mueren los sabios y mueren los necios. Eso no es nada nuevo. Al fin de cuentas, sus riquezas pasan a otras manos. Podrán haber tenido tierras y haberlas puesto a su nombre, pero no su hogar permanente será tan solo la tumba. De allí no saldrán jamás. Puede alguien ser muy rico y no vivir para siempre. Al fin le espera la muerte como a cualquier animal. Esto es lo que les espera a quienes confían en sí mismo. En esto acaban los orgullosos. Su destino final es el sepulcro. La muerte los va llevando como guía al pastor a sus ovejas. En cuanto bajen a la tumba, abandonarán sus testigos dominos. Dominios. El día de mañana, los justos abrirán sus tumbas y esparcirán sus huesos. Pero a mí, Dios me librará del poder de la muerte y me llevará a vivir con él. Tú no te fijes en los que se hacen ricos y llenan sus casas con lujos. Pues cuando se mueran, no van a llevarse nada. Mientras estén con vida, tal vez se sientan contentos y haya quien los felicite por tener tanto dinero. Pero al fin de cuentas no volverán a ver la luz. Morirán como murieron sus padres. Pues alguien ser muy rico 
puede alguien ser muy rico y jamás imaginarse que al fin le espera la muerte como a cualquier animal. Salmo 79. Dios no nos abandona. Dios nuestro, naciones enemigas nos han invadido. Han entrado a tu santo templo y han dejado en ruinas a Jerusalén. Mataron a tus fieles servidores y echaron sus cadáveres al campo para que los devoren los buitres y los bestias salvajes. Por toda Jerusalén derramaron la sangre de los muertos y a los muertos nadie los entierra. Los pueblos vecinos se burlan de nosotros. Somos el blanco de sus burlas. Dios nuestro, ¿cuánto más tendremos que esperar? ¿Vas a estar siempre enojado y ardiendo de enojo como el fuego? Enójate entonces con las naciones que no quieren reconocerte. Enójate con los reinos que no te reconocen como Dios. A Israel lo han destruido. Al país lo han dejado en ruinas. No nos tomes en cuenta los pecados del pasado. Muéstranos tu amor y ven pronto a nuestro encuentro. Pues grande es nuestra miseria. Dios y Salvador nuestro, ayúdanos por lo grandicio que eres. Líbranos y perdonan nuestros pecados. Porque tienen que decirnos las naciones enemigas, Dios ya los ha abandonado. ¿No ves que han matado a tu pueblo y han derramado su sangre? Cóbrales su muerte. Haz que esas malvadas naciones sufran la muerte en carne propia y a nosotros déjanos ser testigos. Escucha por favor las quejas de los prisioneros y salva con tu gran poder a los condenados a muerte. Dios nuestro, haz que nuestros vecinos sufran en carne propia las ofendas que te han hecho. Nosotros somos tu pueblo y siempre te alabaremos, siempre te cantaremos alabanzas. Salmo 109, 109, Dios mío, ayúdame. Dios mío, yo te alabo, no te quedes callado. Hay un mentiroso y malvado que miente acerca de mí. Tanto odio me tiene que me ataca sin razón, me tiene acorrolado. Habla mal de mí y a pesar de que lo amo y hago oración por él. Me odia, me trata mal, a pesar de que lo amo y lo trato bien. Dios mío, págale con la misma moneda, haz que lo acuse su propio abogado. Haz que lo declare culpable el juez que le dicte sentencia. Haz que lo condenen sus propias mentiras. Quítale la vida antes de tiempo y que otro haga su trabajo que se quede huérfano sin hijos, que deje viuda a su esposa, convierte a sus hijos y vagos y limosneros. 
Haz que los echen de esas ruinas donde viven. Que les quitan todo lo que tienen los que antes les prestaban dinero. Que a esos huérfanos nadie los trate con cariño y ni les tenga compasión. Haz que sus descendientes pronto desaparezcan. Haz que en el futuro nadie recuerde sus existieron. Que existieron. Dios mío, no te olvides nunca de la maldad de su padre ni del pecado de su madre y que nadie recuerde que existieron. No pierdas la vista a mi enemigo, pues jamás se le ocurrió ser bondadoso con nadie. Persiguió a los pobres y a los humildes y necesitados hasta quitarles la vida, ya que le encantaba maldecir que le caiga una maldición y que no le gustaba bendecir, que nadie los bendiga, castigos donde más le duela, que esa maldición los cubra como un manto, que lo apriete hasta ahogarlo. Dios mío, trata así a los que me acuse y al que mienta contra mí, pero a mí, a mí, trátame bien. Tú eres un Dios bondadoso. Sálvame por tu gran bondad. Yo soy pobre y humilde y es muy grande mi dolor. Poco a poco me voy debilitando como las sombras de la noche. Hasta parezco una mariposa sacudida por el viento. Ya casi no como. Tan flaco estoy que me tiemblan las rodillas. Cuando la gente me ve, se ríe y se burla de mí. Dios mío, ayúdame por tu gran amor. Sálvame, que sepan que esto me sucede porque tú así lo has querido. Pero si tú me bendices, no me importa que me maldigan. Mis enemigos están listos para atacarme, pero tú los pondrás en vergüenza y a mí me llenarás de alegría. Dios mío, cubre a mis acusadores de vergüenza y deshonra. Yo te daré gracias con el gran pueblo que te alaba porque tú defiendes a los pobres y salvas a los malvados que los condenan a muerte. Y los salvas de los malvados que los condenan a muerte. Salmo 139. Dios mío, Dios mío, tú me conoces. Dios mío, tú me conoces muy bien. Sabes todo acerca de mí. Sabes cuando me siento y cuando me levanto. Aunque esté lejos de ti, me lees los pensamientos. Sabes lo que hago y lo que no hago. No hay nada que no sepas. Todavía no he dicho nada y tú ya sabes qué diré. Me tienes rodeado por completo. Estoy bajo tu control. Yo no alcanzo a comprender tu admirable conocimiento. Queda fuera de mi alcance. Jamás podría yo alejarme de tu espíritu. O pretender huir de ti. Si pudiera yo subir al cielo, allí te 
encontraría. Si bajara a lo profundo de la tierra, también allí te encontraría. Si volara yo hacia el este, tu mano derecha me guiaría. Si me quedara a vivir en el oeste, también allí me darías tu ayuda. Si yo quisiera que fuera ya de noche para esconderme en la oscuridad, de nada servirá. Para ti no hay diferencia entre la oscuridad y la luz. Para ti hasta la noche brilla como la luz del sol. Dios mío, tú fuiste quien me formó. En el vientre de mi madre, tú fuiste quien formó cada parte de mi cuerpo. Soy una creación maravillosa y por eso te doy gracias. Por lo que haces es maravilloso. De eso estoy bien seguro. Tú viste cuando mi cuerpo fue cobrando forma en las profundidades de la tierra. Aún no había vivido un solo día cuando tú ya habías decidido cuánto tiempo viviría. Lo habías anotado en tu libro. Dios mío, qué difícil me resulta entender tus pensamientos. Pero más difícil todavía me sería tratar de contarlos. Serían más que la arena del mar y aún si pudiera contarlos me dormiría y al despertar todavía estaría contigo. Dios mío, ¿cómo quisiera que a los asesinos los apartaras de mí? ¿Cómo quisiera que les quitaras la vida sin motivo alguno? Es gente habla mal de mí y se pone en contra tuya. Dios mío. Yo odio a los que te odian, obedezco a los que te rechazan. Dios, los odio profundamente. Tus enemigos son mis enemigos. Dios mío, mira en el fondo de mi corazón y pon a prueba mis pensamientos. Dime si mi conducta no te agrada y enséñame a vivir como quieras que yo viva. Aleluya, aleluya, amén, bendito sea nuestro Señor Jesucristo, nuestro Rey, nuestro Salvador, nuestro amigo, nuestro consultador, nuestras fuerzas, amén y amén.